about the Messi thing? Anything else on the Messi front, Chris, before we move on? No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm falling out. I told you, I never want to bring this guy's name up again. I don't know, man. This Messi thing is just a freaking mess. What a disaster. I don't want to hear this name ever again until it's official. But they got me back. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the hair on their back. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 69 of the Battered Herons podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada. Alongside me, as always, is Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? Well, listen, it's uh, I'm feeling okay, right? I don't want to say great because we didn't win. I don't want to feel bad because we didn't lose. Right. We got to kiss a sister again. <laughs> For the first time this yeah. year, by the way. Yeah, it's crazy that we hadn't... I was about to say kiss the sister. We hadn't tied. We were the last team to get a draw all season long. Uh, what's going on, Broward Heron? Um, and I just can't believe that it took us this long. And if you would figure that if we got just three or four draws, we'd be in so much better shape right now as far as the playoffs go. But we got our first one this season. And uh, before we get into all of that, I did want to talk about Saturday. We were all there. And this is the last weekend. And I mean, tomorrow's technically the last game. Before we finally see Messi on July 21st, right? Like it's supposed to happen. Yeah. How was your game day experience on Saturday? Because there were a couple changes that you could already see on the horizon as Inter Miami itself is getting ready for Messi in a couple weeks. So I'll, I'll I'll call out the most obvious, which at least to me was the most obvious when we were in the stadium, right? You see security all around. Uh, at the end of the game, they did this parkour move over the wall to like protect the field and a kid ended up getting on there. Right. So that's like the most obvious one. Right. Did you have something to add to that? No, no. I, I put up a video. There, there was security and and like every security guard and the police officer, security guard, police officer. Yeah. So they were making sure that nobody got on the field. But yet a kid got on there anyway. And I know a lot of people I saw a lot of people. Like, oh, they were too hard on the 10-year-old. And even Campana came and, and kind of went to get like take a, get a stop to it, I guess. But I kind of get it. Like, they needed to yeah. prove a point. Like, they can't go out there. like And just let everybody run amok run, on the field. And then just not make anybody pay the price. Now, I get it. It's a 10-year-old. And if it really uh, – they were too far for me to see. So, if it was really a 10-year-old, I could see why everybody's like, oh, you know, it's too much. But, man, you had to – they had to prove a point. Like – you have to know that if you're gonna, you, you look 13. If he's 13, then forget about it. Grass on the field, play yeah. ball. You're gonna get, you're gonna get smashed. All right. So yeah. if he was 13, he got smashed. But yeah, so that was one of the changes. You did see a lot of the, the, the poles and all the construction stuff that I guess is gonna yes. be put together to make those stands. So I saw a lot of that also. Yeah, yeah, and I saw Hazel before the game. Also, uh, he he is the smartest man alive. He brought in pizza from like Little Caesars or Papa John's. I'm taking a I'm taking a page out of your book, Hazel. Forget into about the these stadium. Prices. No, not into the stadium, but oh, by oh, the oh. fan zone. He okay, walked okay, by okay. with like four boxes. Like this guy's a freaking. That is genius. a smart move. That that is a oh, smart move. Of course, move. I mean, but that that's why Hazel's the freaking man. And so one of the other things that I saw is security was outside of the fan zone, right? Like revolving around the stadium. But one of the things that I also th that I also saw that's, that stood out was like random media, 
like filming stuff with their little baby microphones and their and their and they're like, yeah, there, there was a lady that I got there later than a, you did. Yeah, she's like, hey, tu habla español, and I'm like, hey, muy poquito, even though I talk a lot more than that. But you know, I, she's like, oh, I want to interview you about Messi, and I was like, ah, eh, no, nah, I'm good, bro. And um, but there was like, I I think I saw like six or seven like little tiny media people walking okay. around interviewing people. Yeah. That I didn't see. Uh, obviously, yeah. the security presence was a lot more. Uh, they were actually scanning for parking now in the yellow lot. So that was a new one, right? Usually everybody just kind of takes the screenshot and passes it around to their buddies. So that was a new one. Uh, but I, I guess other than that, not too many changes. But Which, by the way, the yellow lot, you guys that park in yellow lot do better. I say this every time when I talk about the yellow lot. Be human, bro. Like, take turns getting out. Like, don't be savages. I am not parking in the yellow lot anymore. I'm going to orange lot. I don't care how far it is. I got out of there like in 10 seconds when I parked there. So all of you yellow lot. I, I you always get out of the yellow are. lot quickly. I don't understand what your problem is. I don't understand what you're doing. Like, are you flying out of there with your DeLorean? Like, well, what's going on here? Uh, you know, I guess. I don't, I don't drive like a little girl like you do, I guess. No, I do not drive like, and you know I don't drive like a little girl, all right? <laughs> little baby. Um, yeah, you are a maniac on there. But other than that, I mean, it, it was, you know, the same sort of ambiance, right? I mean, a lot more messy jerseys, right? There um, a lot of messy jerseys. Like, yeah. Messi's losing out on some money already because he's supposed to get a percentage of all of those, and he hasn't gotten any of those. And not only that, but I actually saw people, and, and my wife took a, a picture of our kids in front of a banner like a messy banner people put up banners and then the security will walk by and be like no nah, you got to take that down and oh, really? it was like a messy banner yeah with like holding a championship oh. with the barcelona jersey and they made them take it down immediately like within five minutes so yeah and, and look, look there at goes hey, to look your at idea uh, yeah and well uh, no but that's off that's off the property though bobby that's off the property um that, that's look part at of the Hazel. property <laughs> Hazel those, almost got those, his family ran over by yellow lot mobsters. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Chris keeps telling me that he wants to throw on a battered Heron's banner around the stadium. I keep telling him, yes. no way. They're going to take yeah. it down. It's completely pointless, especially Listen, now. I can give one single F about whether they're going to take it down or not. I'm putting it across the street right next to the hot dog vendors. Like, forget about it. All right. That's pointless. All right. No. So let's get into the game. So. We finally drew. We got a point. Obviously, yes. it, it felt kind of good, I guess I would say, because it stopped the winless streak at seven. Yeah. But I'm sorry, the, the losing streak at seven, but we're still winless for eight games. Uh, but we got a point. Now, the only thing is that was probably the, the game that I thought we had the best chance of winning. So yeah. it hurts a little bit. So I guess we can get into it. What were your takeaways from Saturday's game? Well, it's like I posted on Twitter, right? This was like the, the best 45 minutes I'd ever seen out of this team, like all season. Like you could literally tell that Tata is just like puppeteering in the background, like telling Javi Morales. I mean, Javi Morales looks like a God coach with this guy sitting in the background. So first 45 minutes were that good. I mean, but the first 45 minutes look magical. Like Pizarro's looking like the 10 that we needed since 2019. Like what? What? Messy. Forget about me. Give me Mexi Messi, you know? <laughs> I mean, maybe that's a little drastic. I still want Messi. Like, forget about Bizarro. But, I mean, Bizarro played lights out. 
Like he yeah, played he awesome and they took him out and Javi has this answer like, oh, he got tired. Like, dude, we've seen Pizarro run around like a chicken with his head cut off, like for 90 plus minutes. And you're going to tell me you're going to take him out like in the 60, 70th minute because he's tired. This guy, I guess he came back from injury or whatnot, but still, you know, and uh, Mike V, you are on it, bro. Martinez blows chunks, literal chunks. I, yeah, I'm going to get into the Martinez thing in a second. Uh, I did yeah. want to bring up the fact that last week when we previewed the, the game, we both said that we thought we had a chance to win because Austin gives up so many shots. They're like, yeah. well, at the time, I think they were second in the league. Now they're, they're third in shots against. So we knew we were going to get opportunities. So I don't know if it's so much Tata's puppeteering as much as it is. I mean, they're not good defensively, especially since they're all injured. Come now, on, Al bro. Alex Ring is one of the better number eights in the league. They have him playing center back, which, by the way, I thought he did a great job of, even though he left early in the second half. He was playing great. So I, I, I don't want to give us too much credit offensively because Austin is such a bad defensive team right now because of all their injuries. But I do agree. I thought that it was it was a, a good showing. We had 18 shots. So we were getting them off. And Robbie Robinson looked like Robbie Robinson always looks when he plays. Whenever Robbie, Robbie Robinson Ro plays, he, he looks like he's a productive player. Yeah. Robbie right, Robbie right foot. That's what I like to call him because he has absolutely no left foot. Literally three opportunities where he could have struck it with his left foot. I would have loved to have Lasseter in those moments. But unfortunately, he's in uh, Montreal winning with our 10 Bryce Duke, which is now their 10. So, and Bruno, like, what are we doing? Yedlin and Miller weren't missed. Get out of here. Bruno, you're out. Get out. Get out. That's it. The, that's thing, it. the thing with Austin, the Austin plays a possession based. Like that's their game plan, right? Possession, kind of like we were, we've been trying to do. Keep the possession, find the the buildups, and, and find the opportunities to score. And I think we did a pretty good job of holding them down, right? Especially with Drusy on the other side. But they had some good opportunities. I don't know if I would say Yedlin and Miller weren't missed, but I do think Robert Taylor does a good job playing right back or right wing back, whatever you want to think or call it. Like we built up, I think it was forty four percent of our offense up the right side with Robbie Taylor and Benja Kramashi. So I, I think that Yedlin, I think it's a stretch to say he wasn't missed. I want to see Yedlin play, but I do think Robert Taylor does a good job of producing, whether it be offensively or getting back on defense. Because I don't know if you remember, I want to say it was in the second half, where Juicy had a, a beautiful pass, a lead pass, and completely caught Robert Taylor off base. And Robert Taylor did a great job recovering and kind of blocking that shot and getting there in time. So Robert Taylor, with the pace that he has, does a good job filling in for Yedlin. But with that said, yeah. I still want Yedlin to play. And then Kamal Miller is, probably, is our second-best defender. I would have wanted to see Kamal Miller go anywhere. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a little outlandish to be like, Yedlin and Miller were not missed. Like, come on. That's that's a little gas bag. I mean, now, I mean, I, 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 to, to an extent, he's right. Like, I don't know if we would have played even better without with, with them there, but in the long run, listen, I want him. Listen, but Kristoff and Frey were the only two defenders. Like, if you look at the way that the starting lineup was, we had two defenders, a forward, and 762 midfielders. Like, that's literally without, what it was. 
that's how we've been playing all year, though. Nee. That's how we've been playing all year. I guess, but like Noah Allen tried his best uh, shot at being uh, Negri, which was better than I think Negri did. Because uh, Negri is either he's really awesome games or he's brutal. And then Taylor played very well. Uh, I, I Man, I really hate when they take him out, man. I really hate when they take Taylor out. But talking about yeah. Robbie Robinson, yeah, he needs to grow a freaking left leg. That's what he needs. Well, not just that. He needs to grow two solid legs because he got came off, but he was injured because he came <laughs> off again. And it, and it really, really sucks because he is productive when he plays, but the most important ability for an athlete is availability, and he doesn't have it, unfortunately. And I feel bad for the kid because I feel like he has potential, but he's never going to reach that potential because he can never stay healthy. Well, well, I'll tell you this much. Mike V, he wants to request a refund. He wants to speak to your supervisor. He's carrying out right now. Why? Kamal Miller is he's saying that Kamal, Kamal Miller is not the 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 sold goods that we were expected of. So like you know where's there, your manager? There's a rumor there's a rumor going around. Um and I hope you stick around, Mike. There's a rumor going around about a, a certain center back that Inter Miami is being linked to right now. And I've had a lot of people tell me that we have no need for him because Kamal Miller is apparently the greatest thing since sliced bread. So I hope you stick around for that, Mike, because I'm kind of curious to hear what you think. But let's stick with Saturday. So yeah. Joseph got the start again. Mm. Much to the chagrin of just about the entire fan base. But like you and I said, now with that, that kind of pulling the strings behind the scenes, we kind of figured Joseph is going to get that spot. We probably think because of Tata. I mean, you kind of lean towards the people you're comfortable with and you know. And he yeah. probably thinks he can unlock him again back to what he used to be when he was with Atlanta. So with that being said, what did you think about Joseph's performance? Because he won man of the match. Uh, I I thought that he blew a couple in the beginning of the game. I felt like a it couple. was kind of messed. I, I felt like it was kind of messed up that uh, that people were booing him. Because, like, it's the goalie's job to stop the ball. Like, it's legit what he's saying in the post-game press conference. Like, there's a goalie there for a reason. Like, if if there's no goalie, then I'd have 100 goals. So, there it is, right? Yes, I, I, I get you. But when you are a – and I get it. He's not getting paid $4 million by us. But when you are getting like paid $4, four bucks, million, dollars, but when you're getting paid $4 million a year to be a striker and you are one-on-one -on -one with the goalie, you got to convert those. When you are one-on-one yeah. -on -one with the goalie and you're the one of the highest-paid strikers in the league, you got to convert it. So in that aspect, I understand everybody's frustration. I think yeah. that Campana could do a better job. But yes. I, I agree with you that we, we sit behind the, the goal on the south side. So when he missed, he blew that one-on-one -on -one opportunity. It was right in front of us. And as soon as he did it, we had people around us just booing him, booing him and telling him that he sucked and whatnot. And I've never understood that. Like, yeah. I get that you get emotional, but I promise you, if he can hear you, I promise you, mentally, you're not helping the situation. Like, he's yeah. not going to all of a sudden perform better because his home fans think that he sucks. So, I never understood it, but I, I get the frustration. And, I mean, he scored that goal. I mean, it was a gimme, but if he would have missed it, like, we've seen him miss those also. So, I mean, I think it's good. I don't think he was the man of the match, though. Well, I, I don't think he was mad at the match either. I mean, Sean Callahan's literally trading him. I mean, he's telling him to take his shirt off, like, get out of Miami. Yeah, there, was, there was some people going at him for sure.
No, there was. And you know what? That 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 sh- after that goal in the first 45 seconds or whatever it was in the second half, like that was yeah. warranted. That was for all you dirtbags that are booing him <laughs> for missing a couple a, a couple kicks. No, like, it's been more than a couple. There. It's been more than and a look, couple. It was it's been more than a couple. Okay, I get it, right? But give the guy a break, bro. We're paying like five yeah. bucks out of the bargain bin for this guy. Yes, I agree. I think the, the frustration doesn't come so much to the fact that he gets because he does get paid four million dollars, but that's not from us. So I don't think the money yeah. is the issue. The issue is that Campana is not getting the start. And I think people are starting to get frustrated that they feel like Campana could play better. He could produce more. We went over the stats last week. Campana has started three less games and has taken just as many shots as Joseph all season long. So Campana, by game basis, statistically, is doing better than Joseph. So we would like to see him out there more often. Uh, Sean, I am kids in Homestead, okay? I am kids in Homestead. I would have scored that open goal, by the way. Um, Listen, I think, and, and this is breaking news here per sources, uh, Javi Morales hates Campana, okay? <laughs> That's what I, I think. I don't know if I'd go that far. Now, per sources, I, I, allegedly. Hey, hey Bruno, I, I, I'm going to break some news to you right now. If you hate that so, Joseph walks around 80% news. of the time, you just wait till you watch Messi because Messi walks around most of the game. Now, he will give you those moments of brilliance once he's on the ball. But let me tell you something. Messi isn't a very active player when he's off the ball. So I hope that that's not how you're judging your players because let me tell you something. You're in for quite the, the surprise when you see Messi. Um, good. And by the way, random random Gak wants to know if we can sell Pizarro to God knows what team. Listen, random Ooh, Gak, no. we're going to sell Pizarro to like the local grocery store. He's going to be bagging groceries by the end of the month. I promise you that. No, no, paper okay, or plastic. I think I think this is the perfect transition to Pizarro. I Let's think Pizarro was the man of the match. I think Pizarro was the best person on the pitch last night. And a lot of people might think I'm crazy. I don't know. I don't know if they watched the same game that I did. But I thought Pizarro was creating chances. He was the one that created that beautiful chance for uh, Joseph yes. that ended up being a one-on-one. Like, he was all over the place. He was creating opportunities. And I understand that he's not a DP-type player. So that's why yeah. everybody kind of hates on him and is waiting for him to leave. But l- let me put this out there. And I know I'm going to get hate for this, but I don't care. So let me put this out there. <laughs> if Tata is taking over and he is, he has convinced himself that he wants to start Tata, I'm sorry, he wants to start Martinez, Joseph, over Campana, and Campana is not going to get a lot of playing time, I say that you buy down Campana or buy out Campana if necessary and keep Pizarro. If you're not going to play Campana, yeah. if you're not going to play Campana, then just get rid of him and keep Pizarro. Because I think Pizarro would be uh, a very productive player in a midfield with Messi. So you I want to how- keep Campana. I want Campana to start over Joseph. But if you're not going to play him, buy him out. Now I know I, un- I and, and and before it's people start Bobby. talking about before people start talking about the the financials, I understand that because Campana is U22. He counts for less against the salary cap than a regular DP player would. So I understand that there's financials attached to this decision also. But I just don't see what the point of having Campana there is if you're not going to play him. And then getting rid of Pizarro, which in my opinion has been the best midfielder we've had all season. 
That, that That's my opinion. Random Gak is sending everybody to the local grocery store here. I mean, it's, well, it's I, bad. Well, I mean, what do you think, Chris? Would you, if Campana's not going to be starting, because that's my, my thing. If Tata is locked in on Joseph starting every game and Campana's just going to get the last 15, 20 minutes, I'd rather just keep Pizarro and buy out Campana. Like, I want to see Campana play, but if you're not going to play him, just buy him out. But, you know, I've been co-signing Pizarro since the jump this year. I've been telling everybody, like, yo, this guy shows real skill. Like, he's not a – this guy's no – no, he's not a faker. He knows how to play. And the crazy part is is that everybody's hating because he was, like, the first DP and he's still holding DP money and he's holding down a DP spot. Like, this guy's good. And you could tell that he's, like, one of the more skilled players on the team. And, and look, I'm not going to say that he's good as in, like, he's he's, like – he deserves a DP spot. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying he deserves a DP spot, but he has one already. And if we're going to buy yeah. out one DP, let's buy out one that isn't producing for our team right now. And who's not producing? Campana, because he's not playing. And now uh, I saw a, a comment. You're off all the was. girls, bro. I, I saw a comment. I, I, I can't see it now. But somebody said that it's because Javi Morales isn't starting him. I, I, I promise you, Tata is the one telling Javi who to start at, at least the last oh, game sure. or two. Tata's the one telling him who to start and what he wants to see on the field. He was in the stadium on Saturday. He was kind of checking out the situation. So he's he's pulling the strings. So yeah. I understand that Tata doesn't have his work permit yet, so he can't be on the sideline yet, but he's telling him already what he wants. And he is the one that's choosing Joseph over Campana, I, uh, I, I would assume. Listen, I, I totally agree with what Mike V is saying. Like, if Campana starts with a 10, he's a monster. I agree. He's a monster, bro. Like, I mean, what kind of hair flows like that and doesn't score goals? <laughs> I mean, come on. What, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, it's I, I Campana. But, again, if he's not going to play, then let's keep Pizarro. Because, and I know I'm thinking short-term, right? Because I know long-term Campana is obviously because Pizarro's out of a contract by the end of this year. So yeah. Campana would be playing for us in the future. But then again, if you're thinking long-term, you buy out Campana, and then Pizarro's contract's up at the end of the season anyway, which frees up another DP spot. So yeah. I don't Listen, at this point, Inter-Miami can sign 45 DPs and nobody's going to bat an eye. Like, let's let's be real about this. Yeah. Well, um, all right, let, let's, let's get on to the defense real quick. Uh now, a lot of people have been talking about how our defense hasn't been that bad, right? There were people talking about Kamal Miller earlier uh, in the episode. Where people were saying that Kamal Miller is bad. Some people saying that he's good. I think he's a great defender for us. Now, the issue is that I think the lack of a central defending midfielder has really cost us. And the fact that our fullbacks push up so high, we've been caught on the counter a lot. And that has cost us also. And honestly, Everybody's pointing to the fact that, oh, we only lose games 1-0, 2-1. But people need to understand that although those are the stats, stats are a little bit deceiving sometimes. You have it to is. take into account that Drake has been standing on his head most of these games. He's yeah, faced he the most shots against in the league. A good defense doesn't allow that many shots. Drake doesn't have to work this hard if it wasn't for us having a bad defense. So don't tell me that our defense isn't a problem. Now, if you tell me that the defense isn't 
the biggest problem. Okay, I'll give you that because obviously our offense is lacking creativity. But our defense is also a problem. Our defense is not good. And I'm not sure why that is because I felt like individually they've been pretty solid. Like, I think Kamal Miller is a good defender. I think Kristoff's a good defender. Yedlin yeah, you know, has his moments. Negri has his moments. But I felt like we, we should be decent enough to have a good defense. But we just give up shots left and right, especially on set pieces. So the reason I bring this up, have right you heard it. about the rumors, Chris? Listen, they're all over. They're all over the place, baby. Let's just let's just get into it. No more foreplay. All right. This is your full baby. Disclosure. Yes, full disclosure. My favorite football soccer player of all time, all time, Sergio Ramos, without a doubt. Okay, he, I have well over twenty-five Real Madrid jerseys, and at least twenty of them have Sergio Ramos across the back. Like by far, my favorite soccer player. So I'm going to be very biased when I say this, and I don't care. If we can get Sergio Ramos, I say get him. Now, I understand that it isn't the biggest need. I also understand in a league where you only have three DP spots, and maybe one or two TAM players, I don't know how many TAM players we have right now on the roster, you need to invest that in the offense, kind of like Columbus is on, right? So I get that. But because I am a biased, Sergio Ramos stand, I say go for it. What could happen? Now, I've had some people tell me, oh, but Kamal Miller is just as good or better than Sergio Ramos. I think you're a crack baby if you have those thoughts <laughs> in your mind. Okay? Straight up. Some people have told me that Sergio Ramos has no pace. Kamal Miller is one of the slowest defenders in the league. So if you're going based off a of pace, I'm sorry, but you cannot tell me that Sergio Ramos is going to be slower than Kamal Miller. Sergio Ramos is also great with the ball at his feet. 100%. Kristoff is, is slow as molasses, too. You know, it, I, I think that if they were to bring Sergio Ramos in, I think it would be a five in the back, right? Three center backs with the two wing backs. I think that's what they would do. But if they stay with four in the back, because that's what Tata usually plays, four in the back, I think Kamal Miller is out the, out the equation. I think it ends up being Sergio Ramos and Kristoff as center backs, especially with all the games we have. We still have Leagues Cup. We still have two U.S. Open Cup games. So there's times for Kamal Miller to get some playing time, but he's out of a contract at the end of the season. I'm, I'm all for Sergio Ramos, even though I know we don't need him. And I am openly saying it's a biased take. But if the front office thinks that they can get it done, get it done. So so here we got 86, a.k.a. Broward Heron, saying, I've watched a good amount of PSG games. Ramos absolutely is, absolutely is not what he used to be. And then Vinny follows it right up with uh, "I almost all PSG games. And Ramos is miles ahead of the other options. So like, And just so you guys know, everybody that's listening, don't go in our archives and look for the episode where we talk about having too many old people because this is literally the opposite of that show. <laughs> and Danny wants nothing but old people at this point. So, yes, no, no, random no, no, gag, no. you are. Th- I mean, uh, that's what we're doing. Like we got if I'm looking at FIFA cards, Sergio Ramos has like 40 speed. You know, uh, what's this no, guy? No. Busquets oh, is oh. like 42 speed. Let, let, let's get a couple things clear, right? And and by the way, yes. we're gonna have uh, two special guests on to preview the Columbus show, and we're gonna have them on in like three four minutes. So uh, we're just gonna end this part real quick. Sergio Ramos, yes, not I'll the, take the player him. he used to be. Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll take, I, 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 I'll I, take I would him. Hope, but 
Sergio Ramos played about a decade with Ronaldo, okay? This isn't the Barcelona, Messi, Busquets, Jordi Alba, where they look like they're skinny fat. Like, that, that's, not, that's not Sergio Ramos. Sergio Ramos and Ronaldo are those type of players that they could play into their early 40s because they stay in such good shape. So I understand everybody's like, oh, he's 37. He's not a regular 37-year-old guy. What's this guy's name? Uh, Zaltan. He played until he was like 42, 43 years old, and he's still in good shape. He could have kept playing if he wanted to. There's certain athletes that take care of themselves enough to keep playing into what most people would be, uh, consider retirement age. Sergio Ramos is one of those players. He is in tip-top shape. And I promise you, I understand that they're offering him a lot of money in Saudi Arabia, but I, I promise you that this probably EPL team is looking at him also. Like there's people that want him because he is still a valuable piece to a team. Listen, and for, uh, and for those that just said injury prone, he only missed was it was it one or two games last season. So yes, I understand the season before that, his first year in PSG he didn't play much, but last year he played just fine. So don't don't please miss me with all that injury prone stuff. Well, I mean it's soccer, right? Like everybody gets freaking injured. But if you're giving me Sergio Ramos for like a Big Mac and a and a, and a McFlurry, then I'm good to go. You know what I mean? Because he's not good. You think he's going to sign like DP? Like, you think he's going to be considered a DP or is he going to be that Tam Gam deal stuff? Again, look. Okay, so let me try to step out of my, my biased Sergio Ramos standpoint. Does he deserve a DP? No. No defender in this league that only has three DPs deserves, deserves a DP spot. None. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason to invest big money in, the, in defense when this is a transition league and it really, they all do the same crap. Like, so, I don't think it's necessary, but me as a big Sergio Ramos fan, if the front office thinks that it's a good idea, who am I to complain? Like I'm with it. So, and Matthew, yes, Walker Zimmerman is a DP. I I wouldn't give him a DP contract though. I, I, I don't see when you can get a 10 or a nine, somebody that contributes offensively, which is what you need in this league on a DP contract. Chris, oh, anything on the Sergio Ramos no, and, and it's a good thing we're getting off of this because now Baldwin is coming in with the uh, they don't have enough DPs, Tam Gam, no thank you, ma'am. Get out of here, bro. Get well, out of here. Uh, yeah, and Vinny brings up a good point. Kalini and Bill both signed on Tam deals, and I think it was like in the second half of the year last year, which whatever. <laughs> and, and, and yes, for the record, I don't have any Inter-Miami jersey with any name on the back. None. If Sergio Ramos comes, they all have Sergio Ramos. Fuck Messi. Sergio Ramos on the back of all my jerseys. Oh, all my God. That is outlandish. Wow. You just blew care. everybody away. Everybody's care. leaving not, the chat right now. I don't give a shit. I'm not rocking Messi in the back of my jersey. Sergio Ramos. All wow. All right. You're going to put a anyway. random Sergio Ramos. What? He's the go. All right. So, anyway. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So, we have a big game coming up tomorrow. July 4th, one that unfortunately I will not be attending because, I mean, it's July 4th. I spend that with my family, and my kids want to see fireworks. And obviously because the stadium is next to uh, the airport, they said that they're not going to have any fireworks, so I won't be there. But Columbus will be there, and we need this win. And to help us preview this game, we have our was second – no, this is sec second time, second time. Our yes. guy – Ty Fisher and co-host 
Gerald Lucas joining the show. How are you guys doing? I'm uh, kind of shocked that you said you're not getting a messy name on the back of your on of your jersey. That's but looking crazy. No, no. <laughs> if I can get a Sergio Ramos jersey, why? Look, I, route. Well, the Real Madrid had how many? Ronaldo. They had Ronaldo on the team. I ain't got no Ronaldo jersey. Sergio Ramos across the back. All day. You you are bold, sir. Yeah, no, he is bold. Forget about it. Look at this. I mean, everybody's but, trashing him in the chat. Like, what are you are, what are you well, drinking, Danny? Yeah, well, for the time being, I'm wearing the, the gold on my shirt. I'm, I'm rocking the shirt, right? But I promise you, this is turning into a, this is turning into a four real quick. I promise you. Oh my god. <laughs> Good going. So, uh, Good going, Daniel. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. So we got um, Ty and Gerald from the Wise Men podcast, Columbus podcast. And um, like we do usually on Wednesdays, we're doing it on Monday because we got this Tuesday game coming up. We're going to preview the game. So I guess I'll start with Gerald. Gerald, what could you tell us about Columbus up until this point of the season? Right. We're a little over a halfway point. How is Columbus looking? A hell of a lot better than last year. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> that's, um, that's scary, man. I mean, it, scary. there's a reason why Tom Bogart said Columbus is the most exciting and most watchable team right now in MLS. You know, not the best like some of them. All for Cincy fans like to, you know, cry about. I hate but, Cincy, by the way. So, like, I, we all do too in Columbus. Here. <laughs> um, but. There, there's just something about the team this year that it, it's it's a movie, right? You know, uh, when you guys came up to Columbus, what, about a month and a half ago? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it was an epic game to where you guys came back and beat us. Yeah. You know, and we lost one of our, you know, defenders in Milos Degnik within the first 10 minutes. And we just sort of went downhill for a little bit. But like all good movies, here comes the comeback. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's just so exciting that I was talking with some of the fans on Saturday that they was like, look, we'll we'll be happy for a four to three loss at home over than a one nil win at home. You know, because the, the team is scoring more goals than what they did all last year. That's scary, man. Because last year you guys were really good, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, thank you, but. <laughs> well, 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 we beat you guys two one earlier this year, and I, I think was that Cucho's comeback game, because Cucho had yes. been out, which which kills me because Cucho, I, I love Cucho from Pereira. Uh, it's my my childhood, my father's childhood team. Um, how's huh. Cucho looking this year? <laughs> Nasty. Of course. Nasty. Good. Well, well, and we haven't gotten into predictions just yet, but my son is telling me that the game is going to be 1-1. Now, is he – and I don't want your predictions just yet. We're going to leave that at the end. But my son thinking it's 1-1. Is that, is that something that you guys can see as being possible? No. No? Okay, the, don't give me the prediction. I just, just nice answer, and let's keep it moving, Danny. And look, the Baldwin right. is cool with the with the crew losing to one zero. I'm cool with that too, Baldwin. Let's go. I'll co-sign that. All right. Blasphemy. So, <laughs> so Ty. So Ty, you guys, you guys are doing better than last year. Right. What exactly do you feel you guys are doing better than last year, though? 
Uh, I mean, just look at our formation. I mean, we're playing with a makeshift back line, first of all. Uh, and Nancy is tweaking everything that Porter didn't tweak last year, right? Um, one of the biggest things that makes us better is we're playing guys who had no shot under Porter, like Matan, like Yaboa. Um, he Nancy has given these guys a, a breath of fresh air, a new life in MLS. Um, our offense is definitely one of the most uh, threatening, but also we are pressing and going after the opposition more and more instead of just, okay, hey, now we're going to fall back and absorb pressure. That's one of Nazi's big things is he wants this team to press. He wants this team to kind of, you know, get out of their shell. And I think last game we forced New York to, I want to say like six turnovers within three minutes because we're throwing numbers at, we're throwing numbers at the opposition, forcing them to play wide, forcing them to play long balls and just getting there, getting the second ball and winning every single time. I don't want to, I don't want to jump off the, I don't want to go too crazy here, but it's predicted that you guys are going to lose big time 10 zero. Just saying. <laughs> Brower Bra- plays FIFA on beginner, so that's uh, <laughs> that. That's that's right. easy for for him to say. I'm in a is, dream. Is life. Aiden Moore is going to be playing? Uh, Aiden Moore, I don't think so. Uh, he did leave the men's national team camp with permission from uh, from the coaching staff due to personal reasons. But uh, Patrick Murphy of Massive Report asked uh, Nancy today. Uh, if he spoke to Aiden and if he's going to play, and Nancy said uh, no idea. So I think I think we will see um, the same lineup as we had against New York start, but who knows? Well, that's big, uh, Danny. It is. Um, so um, Zalarayan, he is. Man, I was trying to find the, the stats. It's not pulling up my computer's reason. I mean, his goal before the season start, started was to give Kucho the golden boot. How is the Larian looking? The best Argentina in the, in the league right now. Oh, my until, God. Until Look July 21st. No. Oh, until July 21st. He said right now. No. There's going to be a competition for it. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. Well, 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 well. To well, to be fair, Zelarion classifies as Armenian. Does he? Yes. Instead okay, of Armenian. So I give him the best Armenian. I give him the best Armenian. <laughs> best Armenian. Yes. Best Armenian. Chat, best Armenian. if you guys do not light Gerald up right now, I'm booting every <laughs> single one of you guys immediately. Hey, I'm a bold man, so. That was good. That was good. That was strong. That's. Right. I thought Danny had a hot take, but yours was was flaming. Cucho is Colombian. Cucho is uh, Colombian from Pereira. Um, so I had a quick question. I know you guys are saying obviously your 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 offense is probably the best in the league. You guys are leading the league in goals scored. So obviously you guys are are fired. But what is the weakness on the team right now? Is it the defense? That backline. You guys are giving up. Yeah, you guys have given up almost 30 goals That's this year, so it's noticing. the back line? It's yeah. the back line. I mean, you got to take a look Because at, of injuries. Yeah. 
and throw and having to throw players that are not traditionally in those, you know, the center back role and having to convert them. And then also mm-hmm. playing a young guy, you know, Philip Quentin, you know, straight off of, you know, the crew too, you know, throwing him to the fire with due to injuries. Yeah, because you know, that's so, got to debilitate the defense for sure. It did, and especially when Milos went down. You know, it was like, well, who are they going to put here? Who are they going to put there? What rotation are you going to do? Are you going to switch it from the three back to the four back? You know, yeah. we didn't know, but Nancy stuck with that three back. And some of these players are having fun being back there. It. For, for us Inter-Miami fans that aren't necessarily too uh, familiar with Columbus, we all know Kucho, we know Zalarayan, you know, you know the nickname Nagby. What is a player that we could be looking out for or we should look out for tomorrow uh, on the field? Is Yeboa playing out there left wing back or who should we be looking out for? Uh, Christian Ramirez. That Christian guy. Ramirez? Yeah, former former Minnesota United guy, LAFC, spent some time in Aberdeen, hated it. Uh, He has gotten – he's been rejuvenated under Nazi. Um, He – what was it, Gerald? uh, Four goals in four games prior to Red Bulls. Yep. Um, Seven, eight goals already on the season. Tied for the most with Zellerion, I believe. Zellerion has eight. Yeah, and I Christian's right up That's there. Insane. Yeah, That's um, insane. he has just been everywhere. He's this is the Christian Ramirez that we saw when Minnesota United first joined the league, scoring goals, making plays. Um, it's almost as if this guy just needed to get out of Scotland, which he did. And get back to MLS. And with Nancy playing Ramirez, Cucho, and Zellerian up top as their as the front three, you have this dynamic trio that is one one of those three is going to make something happen. Whether it's a pass from Lucas to Cucho or Cucho a through ball to Christian or Lucas to Christian, like we saw against um oh, who do we put? Nashville. One of those guys is going to make something happen, but Christian Ramirez has been rejuvenated into the Ramirez from when Minnesota United joined the league. I have to turn around and say there's it's a toss-up between two, which is Alex Maton and Steven Marrera. You know, okay. Alex Maton, you know. Wow. Porter that, what is, he, is, is he a, a, a central midfielder or a defending midfielder? Central. Yeah. Central? Okay. You know, Porter loaned him out last year, halfway through the season. He came back under Nancy, and Nancy has just boosted his confidence up so much that, you know, just if you guys have seen the highlight of Cucho's goal, exactly how Maton got him that ball. You know. Oh, yeah, that was a masterful pass. You know, yeah, and he he went to the towards the corner first, and then made that quick cut into the box. You know, you wouldn't have seen that last year. You know, and Nazi no, we have tried. A... 
Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry oh, to cut you no. off. Go ahead. <laughs> Nazi, you know, prides himself on developing players and to bring that confidence up. And you just see it with Yao and, and you know, Matan. But the combination with Steven Marrera being converted, you know, into that center back, you know, he's able to make those plays happen up front. That's actually so. So he, but he doesn't typically play that center back position, Moreira, does he? No. Oof. So you guys might have found the gem right there with that player. Which is which is crazy because he kind of struggled at first because he's not used to playing that position. But of course, you know, due to injuries, we needed him. But the one thing that Moreira does well is when he has the space in front of him. Oh, that guy flies. I think against yeah. Nashville, he went from uh, our defensive end into the attacking third within, what, 15, 15 seconds, Gerald? Yeah. With the ball at his feet, getting around defenders after defender, and starting an attack all by himself. So a couple of questions from uh, the chat. First, uh, does the crew supporters travel well? Do they travel well? Like, Depends. Could, could we be expecting a lot of crew fans tomorrow? I guess is the question. Well, on the, well, on the fourth I, on a Tuesday. Oof. Well, well, you guys' front office didn't get our supporters the ticket until like thirty-three hours before kickoff. Well, wow. because of the messy situation, things are a little no, tricky right now no, with the tickets. No, look, we, come on, we we, we got we're building stands as we speak. Like, there's a lot of things going listen, on right now. Listen, Ty, they that just need to be played before. Oh, before July twenty first, Daniel. You guys got listen. This is listen. The last two weeks, Ty, is the first time that this organization has been scanning parking passes. So things are changing around here. It's a little crazy. (laughs) Thirty three hours before kickoff, though. There's gonna be some that travel. Yeah, Um, I imagine it it won't be a strong presence. You'll hear them. Yeah, yeah, because because we well Austin traveled really well yesterday, uh, two days ago. Yeah, Austin had a, had a decent yeah. showing. Yeah, yeah, they 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 came out. Yeah, they came out. I guess they're also right. trying to stick it to pre court. <laughs> All right, uh, we had Bruno say that Columbus can't handle this weather. I I mean it's a nighttime game. I don't see how how the weather's going to affect them too much. But where have you guys had your biggest struggles? Has it been on the road? Or are you guys just balling everywhere? I would I would say we have struggled on the road, but not necessarily struggled like that. We've okay. made a couple mental mistakes here and there in a co- in some of the road games. I see um, that you guys lost to Nashville in Nashville. You lost to Cincinnati in Cincinnati. Mm. You guys lost to Charlotte in Charlotte. Oh, we're gonna fuck you up tomorrow. You, you guys lose. You lost to the Red Bulls in New York. You lost to Philly and Philly. Oh yeah, all, all your all your losses were on the road. Two, yeah, two, 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 five and two is our is our away wow. record. Okay, and and I would like I, like I was saying, we've made some mental mistakes in a couple of those losses that have costed us the games, especially being up. Listen, I uh, I I just want to follow this up, my. So my son predicted the 1-1 win. I mean the 1-1 tie against Austin. And now I'm just going to go I'm just going to ride with it. Broward Heron predicting that 10-0 tomorrow, Danny. 
I see it. Yeah, I see I don't know about that. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> if I had to go 10 0, I wouldn't go Miami 10 0. We could barely score on anybody. So uh, I don't know if I'd go 10 0. Um, so I'm already getting bl- blamed for the loss tomorrow. I'm not sure. Look what, at what that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're done, Danny. Get out of here. Get out of here. I didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. All right, you're um, a loser. When we're talking about tomorrow's game, if you guys try to take a step back, right, and just objectively look at the game, what do you think Miami's best chance of success is? Would it be playing the counter and catching you guys, you know, flat-footed playing the counter? Like, what is the best chance that we have at success against you guys tomorrow? Kermaski and Campana. Okay. That's if Campana sees the field. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going based off last game. <laughs> Listen, Kramash, yeah, they, well, let, let they, they played you. well last game for sure. Yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. Ben Krem, Ben Krem, to me, he is that guy, and he's like a baby in diapers. So, like, I can't wait to see how he looks like two, three, four years from now because he is he is a man, and he's only like 18, 19 years old. So the fact that he's playing with this much intensity, he's going to be a big problem. He's going to be a big problem. Chris, when did I talk trash about Miami? Uh, you, that, I'm, that I'm trash to Miami. No, you're, you're, you're dissing Messi. And now you're I saying that Messi? we're going to lose. Because you're getting a freaking wearing Sergio a shirt Ramos. As a goat on my shirt. You're wearing well, you're gonna like get Sergio, Ramos. Sergio Ramos on the back of your jersey over Messi? What are we doing, guy? I, you're, you're I literally, like literally, look, look, well, according look, to Gerald, loves, we're not getting the, the glory of scoring goals. Yeah, if anything, it should be killing Gerald, not me. I, he's hey, the goat. I like so. I admit it, he is he is the goat. I get it, but I got a I Columbus like shirt fenders. for you, Daniel. Uh, if it's Kucho, I'll take it. Uh, I got a Jason Russell. I, have, bro. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll I'll send you a I'll send you a Kucho jersey, Daniel. <laughs> I'll take a Kucho jersey. I have a Kucho Pereira jersey, so I, I'm down with the Kucho train. All right. Um, and, and for the record, I'm not hating on Messi. It's just. I, I like Sergio, and yes, it does kind of like like Sergio Ramos. I, I agree, Sean. Um, all right, so I guess it's prediction time. And I have a feeling I know where you guys are going with it, but let's hear it anyway. So let's start. Well, no, you know what? Let's start with Chris. Chris, are you going to come down from that 10-0 prediction, or, or what are you predicting for tomorrow night's game? You'll be there. So I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there with my son. I, I just got a text from my son. He's saying it's going to be 1-0 to zero that we're going to win. I think oh. it's actually going to be. I think it's going to be three to two. It's going to be fireworks. If if there's no real fireworks, it's going to be an entertaining game. I'm just do, I'm just doing it, Danny. I'm you think we're going to score three field. goals? I think so. I really think so. And um and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna destroy him, and that's it. That's it. Can I just can I, can I just can I, can 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 you guys put Broward's comment on the on the on the screen really quick? Who's good, Broward? Oh. <laughs> that would be absolutely insane. <laughs> hey, if you buy the ticket, if you buy the plane tickets, I'll be down there. Yeah, <laughs> let's go, guys. Right. Gerald, prediction for tomorrow night. Oh no, Gerald's gonna have them destroying us. I feel four, it in my veins. Four. Well, one. I'm Gerald. Before you, be, four one. I mean, okay. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> Four one. Who's scoring those four? I, I, I'm kind of curious. All right, Superman. Is that right? That, that's that's Ramirez. Ramirez. That's okay. Ramirez. 
Yao Yaboa. Okay. Left wing. Alex Maton. Central defending midfield. I don't understand how these well, how are these players all gonna score on us? <laughs> you're, you're opening yourself up to the counter. Y- Yaboa scored against the Red Bulls. <laughs> And he, and, the, Red Bulls and, have, the Red Bulls have no offense, though. They're all defensive. <laughs> go ahead, Gerald. And I'm going uh, to go ahead and say, you know, it's going to be the Lucho Cucho. Everybody's eating tomorrow night, Danny. That's what he's saying. Everybody's eating. 4-1. Uh, before I go to Ty, Chris, you said 3-2 to two or 3-1. to one. What, you, uh, what yeah, surprised three, me was three the three, three, honestly. Three okay. Three to Who's two. scoring yeah. three for us? Who's scoring so three I for think us? Joseph, I think Joseph is going to score. I think okay. Robbie Taylor, Robbie Taylor is a, a man beast. Okay, so I think Robbie Taylor is gonna have a, a goal. And okay. I think we're gonna get like a random goal from like Dixon Arroyo. Okay. That's okay. what I think is gonna happen. All right. Hey, I, I, I hope I hope you're right. I hope you're right. What, Ty. About, what about you, Ty? How much are we losing by? How much are we gonna get killed by tomorrow? Uh Broward's scoreline. No, I'm kidding. Sense. <laughs> no, I'm going <laughs> uh, to go 3-0. 3-0, okay. Mm-hmm. That is dominance. Kucho with a brace. And then Nagby with the with the, with the the dagger. Ooh. All right. All right. Oh, look at this. Baldwin is saying it's going to be two tired teams, 0-0 zero zero snoozer. We're kissing sisters again, Danny. Well, uh, I'm not going 0-0, but I do agree with I think we're going to end up in a draw. Um, I, I I said that Inter-Miami, to have a chance at the playoffs, needed to win one of the next four games because I felt like they needed the three points. Now I'm kind of convinced that they're going to manage to somehow muster out three points with three draws before the end of the break. So we got one point on Saturday. We'll somehow get a draw tomorrow, let's say 1-1. And then we just need a draw with either Washington, which isn't necessarily something that can't happen. And then St. Louis, I don't think we're going to, I think we're going to get rocked by St. Louis, honestly. But yeah. I think we could draw. So I think we'll draw tomorrow, 1 1. And um, like you said, we'll be kissing sisters for the second time in a row. So well, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I mean, look at, look well, at Sean Callahan. Well, He's saying who's. 2 0 Zellerian Screamer and an own goal Miami. If that happens, Sean. I'm going to run out on the field for absolutely no reason just to get tackled by security. (laughs) Chris, do you think you get banned? How does that work? Does anybody know if you get banned from the stadium? Of course you're going to get banned. What do you think they're going to be like? Is it a lifetime ban or is it like for a couple games? It's, it's gotta be like a season at least like the whole season (laughs) plus criminal charges. Yeah. (laughs) You're you're attempting Um, murder. I mean, maybe. Hey, I kind of—I I, I want to see you run onto the field, Chris. I—I I would love to do that. If uh, this guy, if, this if guy Baldwin hates me, he wants to see me get trucked yeah. out on the field. What did I do to this guy? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, you're done, Danny Baldwin. Meet us at <laughs> like 124 so I can hold him while you punch him in the face. Bang! <laughs> Poor Danny's just getting it tonight. Golly, put up work, Danny. Just yeah, that's like what he Sergio gets Ramos. for. Yeah, look at this guy. <laughs> So, Danny, everybody's yeah. waiting for me to ask the question, but do you have anything yeah. else you want to? Well, because we got things. we got Gerald here. Ty. He's a new guy. So, yeah, I was about to say, Ty, Ty answered the question already. So, yes, we'll hit Gerald with the question. So, and, Gerald, um, since 
Yeah. So since this is your first time on the show, right, let's just wrap this puppy up. And uh, typically with every new guest that we have, we got this puppy right here. You got to pick one of the steak options and one of the toast options. You got one through five with the steak. You got one through six with the toast. So where are we going? Well, I'd like my steak medium well, so I'm going with four. Okay. And my toast. Let me go ahead with that uh, number four on that toast. Okay. All right. So, guys. There we go. So you pop four on the toast and four on the steak. That's not bad, Danny, right? I don't know. This guy thinks that uh, Zella Real is the best Argentinian in the league given after Messi starts. I can't take this guy seriously. Come on. <laughs> I mean, pr- prove me wrong, though. I mean, well, I can't Messi's do it, hopefully Messi can. You wrong. Hopefully Messi can. I, I can't do it. I'm about to get beat up by Baldwin next time I go to the stadium. I don't know. I, I got nothing going for me. Security detail for Daniel. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I still have my license. Just, just, just <laughs> nice. call you. Just call your bodyguards, Daniel. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be you don't. Good, you don't need a license here in Florida, Gerald. You just walk around. Yeah, you, you can want. just walk around. They just, just made the law like swang on the first of thing. July. Swang yeah, that first of July. You can, We've you had that up here no last, for a year. Oh, okay. oh, baby. All right. Um. So real quick, just to be clear. Messi is the GOAT, people. I didn't trash Messi. Sergio Ramos is just my favorite player. I prefer defenders over offensive players. That's why I like Sergio Ramos. That's why I would get him on the back of my jersey. No shots at Messi. He's the GOAT. Okay. Just want to be clear on all that. Can I just say all I'm right. happy that we're playing you guys before Messi gets here? Well, you know what? Before I- we get off, I, I, I mean, I guess, I guess, I mean, we, we have like three minutes left before we hit the hour mark, usually where we stop. So, let me ask both of you guys thoughts one on Messi coming to the MLS and when you heard that it was happening. Like, what were your thoughts? Uh, I'll start with Gerald. What did you think when you heard the Messi news? I thought it was great, honestly. You know, I respect the man, you know, for everything that he's done, you know, for the game. And having him come to the MLS will bring light to the league, you know, which, you know, He's going to force rule changes. For sure. You know, he's going to force the rule changes that should have been done back when, you know, Beckham came. Well, Beckham did change some rules, right? We didn't have any DPs before that. You know, yeah, but also salary-wise. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now he's about to push those rules to where Garber's going to have to change them. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's I, think just, it, a, I think a fourth DP is coming soon. Yeah. And then also him playing in small markets. That's going to bring so much to those small market teams that it's just going to, it's just going to blow up. For sure. And what Ty, about what you, you Ty? What 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 what, yeah. What were your thoughts when all of this happened and, and how do you think it's going to pan out for the MLS? Um, when I first heard it, uh, I was thinking no way because one Messi is arguably one of the best players in football, you know? Um, But when I heard that it was confirmed, uh, I think you guys were the first people I thought about actually. Um, I, I honestly couldn't be happier for you guys to get arguably, you know, one of the greatest of all time. Um, At the same time, 
Uh, I think Gerald nailed it. I think he's going to force changes somehow, some way, salary-wise. Um, the only thing that I can say that it's really not a concern, but it's more so it's not going to happen, is him playing on artificial turf. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. No, that's not happening at all. But in the, in the same way, I think it's kind of the league growing – Granted, you know, he granted you know, people call it a retirement league, but it shows that the growth of MLS in the world has attracted the top talent of, from overseas. You know, a very yeah. high tier top talent overseas that wants to bring his talents here. It's going to bring more fans, it's going to bring more eyes to you know, Apple TV. Um, it's going to bring more uh, butts and seats. I, I think I heard something about you guys playing most games at Hard Rock. No, we, like we, we can't play them thought. at Hard Rock because it's conflicting schedules with, uh, well, a couple of reasons. It conflicts with UM, uh, the Canes. They play their football games on Saturdays there. Dolphins, obviously, on Sundays. And we're approaching football season. And also, I'm assuming Stephen Ross would ask for a lot of that profit, or that, a lot of that money. And Jorge Mas wouldn't necessarily make a lot of money going to Hard Rock. I mean, he he would be appeasing a lot of the fans that won't be able to afford going to Drive Pink because it's only like 20, 22,000 that fit there. So a lot of people, more people would be able to go. But as far as money, business goes, I don't think he would make too much money moving it over there. Yeah. Uh, so, well, I mean, nonetheless, I mean, uh, you guys are getting more attraction, you know, than, than I would say than when you guys were first announced because Beckham yeah. and, and everything like that. I think you guys are getting more attraction, which is good for, you know, you guys even good even better for the league especially with yeah. i don't know if it's true or not sergio busquets yes it's a, that's official also. yeah it's, it uh, that's official, already yeah. like almost yeah. yeah it's already official in the bag well well then there you go you know two top barcelona players i think i think you guys are i think you guys hit it uh hit it pretty clean yeah no for sure and um and if we can get sergio ramos I, you know, I'll be happy i mean we're <laughs> for basically the record. getting these I have yeah, a Sergio ahead, Ramos T-shirt where he's rock, where he's holding like three uh, trophies from his three P for the Champions League, and I wanted to wear it tonight so bad, and I could not find it, so I randomly threw on this tank top real quick right before I got on here. I got tired of looking, but Sergio Ramos would be a dream for me. That's right, I'm fanboy. I don't care. He, my favorite player of all time playing for my team. Oh, I, let, let me let me stop. I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx it. Go ahead, Chris. What are you gonna say? Yeah, everybody hates you. That's I just want to say that, and that's okay. Uh, I, I, everybody hates Sergio Ramos, and that's okay. I'm okay standing on that line of defense with him. I'll tell you that there were a bunch of crew fans saying for Columbus to go get Sergio Ramos. Ooh. Well, I heard Atlanta first. That was the first MLS team that I heard a link to him was Atlanta, and um, I don't understand. Look, I don't think it's gonna happen. Like I, I'm here, I'm having fun, I'm talking a lot of crap, but I don't think it's gonna happen. One, I, I don't think that the need is large enough for Inter Miami right now. We have two pretty solid center backs. Um, we need offense, and we need like that's why I, I also didn't understand the Sergio Busquets. I, I love Sergio Busquets as far as helping the midfield, right? But he's a defending midfielder. He can get the ball to Messi, but I feel need, Messi needs help up front. So I, I I feel like if we're gonna waste DPS, I mean I say waste. If we're gonna use DPS on players, it should be on the offensive side of the ball, and I. I I think that Sergio Ramos, as much as I would enjoy it, just talking 
as far as wanting Inter Miami to do well in the long run, I don't think it's a smart move unless he comes for like dirt cheap, which I can't imagine he would. I mean, I don't know how much the contract would be for what would be like 12 or 13 games if you count the U.S. Open Cup. I don't know if that matters or that that cuts down the contract if he only signs for half a year, but I don't think it makes any sense. But if Chris Henderson thinks it works, I'm all for it. It works. Let's go. All right, Chris. Uh, Ty, Gerald, Wise Man Podcast. Let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter, social media, podcast, live, all that other stuff. Uh, At Wiseman Pod on Twitter. Uh, The Wiseman Say Podcast on YouTube. Um, And Gerald, uh, your Twitter. 614 Bucknuts. And at Fisher Tyler, (laughs) two underscores for me. Listen, just for that name alone, Gerald, <laughs> I am gonna make sure that everyone follows you. Hey, I'm a I'm a diehard Buckeye, you know what I'm saying? So that's good uh, stuff what? right there. Oh, oh, IO. Yep. All right. Um man, look, I've been getting it all show. What is this? No, nah, what yeah, is this? Yeah. Danny, Danny, you know what? finally stopped saying something coherent. <laughs> what is going on? Danny, I will say I uh-huh, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. I will say I can't wait till next year's All-Star game. I'll tell you that much. Uh, you think Messi plays in that? Yes, there's no way that you keep him off the All-Star roster. Nance already said nah. he's going to do what he wants. Yeah, I don't know, man. Let him take a, a <laughs> week or two off. Uh, where, where's the All-Star game next year? Because if it's in Atlanta or something, he ain't playing. It's in Columbus. It's in Columbus. Oh, I see. I, I see. I, Expensive tickets for that one. Um, and Bruno said that <laughs> That he's not a fan of the of the the Sergio Ramos move. He thinks it's just for for jersey sales. I promise you, Bruno, with Messi on the team, there's no. I'm probably gonna be the only one buying the Sergio Ramos jersey. There, there's jersey sales are gonna be just fine. Like it's not gonna get any more butts in the seats. There's already butts in the seats. Messi's on the team. They don't need to sell any more jerseys. Messi's on the team. So if this is a move that they do, I promise you, it's not business decision as far as making more money because they're gonna there's impossible to make more money now that you have Messi. this would be strictly to maybe appease Messi because he wants Sergio Ramos there or just because he's a good player so that, that that's the last I'm gonna say about Sergio Ramos because I really don't think it's gonna happen and it'll all die down by the end of the week but it would be cool if it happened I mean Atlanta Chris, might be getting him you know since Andrew Gutman got traded yeah well that, that like I said I, I've been hearing about Atlanta which you know I will tell you, and maybe maybe I get some credit back from the chat. Although I am a huge Sergio Ramos fan, if he goes to Atlanta, I'm not running out to buy an Atlanta Sergio Ramos jersey. Like, I, I'm, for me, it's Inter Miami over everything. So I don't know if that gives me a little credit back because I know, you know, whatever. All right, uh, Chris. Anything else for the people? Danny, everybody hates you in the chat room. They do. Keep that. Keep 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 that energy, guys. And make sure to bring it on Wednesday after Independence Day tomorrow. Okay? Don't forget to watch the movie with Will Smith. Because tomorrow we celebrate our Independence Day. That's what you do? Hey, over there in Columbus, what do you guys do uh, on the 4th of July? Since you just... Well, boom is tonight. One of the largest 4th of July celebrations in the nation. Boom? Red, white, and boom. Red, white, and boom. It's the largest uh, 4th of July celebration in the nation. People are downtown right now. Probably we're downtown like 3 o'clock today when it started. 
I don't know if you guys can hear it. There's fireworks going off in my in my backyard. Right uh, yeah, I, I, I just I just got that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. Huh. Nice. Bunch of barbecues, fireworks. What do we do down here, Chris? Red, white, and boom. I don't know. Everybody just gets drunk and does cocaine and clubs and stuff. Like, oh my god! All right, so I guess we can call, stop the show here. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you, Wise Men Podcast, Gerald Lucas and Ty Fisher. Follow Bucknuts on uh, Twitter. Thank you guys on audio. If you listened all the way to the end, if you were watching on YouTube, I appreciate you guys in the chat. Always awesome with you guys chiming in. We appreciate everybody. Don't pay attention to Chris. We uh, we're not that bad down here, and uh, we will catch you guys on Wednesday when we recap a win against Columbus. Maybe ten zero. <laughs>